Hey, hello everyone. Welcome back to season four of Mindset Explosion. We're on episode 16. Uh, took a little break for the Easter break and we are back this evening. I'm really looking forward to talking about a motivational mindset. I've got uh, fantastic Mr. Adrian Francis. So, uh, and we've had a good chat off, uh, well, off air. Uh, so I'm quite excited for what's going to nice. be like, talked about tonight, really. Um, so Adrian, um, I just I just discovered that you're actually a teacher. So yeah, yeah, I'm a teacher um, for um, a couple of years now. Well, I say since 2000 and let's say 13. I've yeah. been teaching, teaching, but before then, I've been putting people through certain qualifications and helping mentoring people through. But yeah, now I became a teacher in 2013, but more in the adult sector. Yeah, more in the adult sector. And then over the years, I've kind of just gone back down. Now I'm in secondary school. So, yeah, that's me. That's what I do. It's funny you said about the Easter break because um, teachers have, their, have had their Easter break and they like their Easter break. But, um, you know, a lot of people are, like to take stigma away that people think teachers are on holiday. And it's, I wouldn't say it's more of a therapy break, but it's just a nice bit of downtime. Yeah. And go back in because schools, unless you're in the school, you're not going to understand it has been hectic. No, yeah, I can I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know whether you're coming or going. Um, the teachers actually help to bring each other up, and um, it's just a smiley face. Sometimes you just need a smiley face. Someone say, "Hey, doing? Have a good day," and it kind of perks you up because you know you got to get for another day. And the kids are um, kids are working as hard as they can. Yeah, but they know that they that they've been through hell. We know they've been through hell. We just want to keep them getting through as well as we can. Um, but yeah. Kind of so kind of that's tied into what we're talking about. So um, in terms of keeping that motivation going, because I guess to motivate children and yeah. one of my sayings is the rising tide. Well, it's not one of my sayings. One of my favorite sayings is the rising tide raises all ships. Um, so I guess you're having to do that with each other, working as a good team with the teachers um, to then kind of show the way for the, the, the children. And, I, I really admire the teachers because I feel, you know, same from business business point of view that we've all everyone's been dropped in at a deep end, and sometimes it's right at the last minute coming, you know, with and having to change things around um, and adapt to you know new ways. So, and I know just before we came on, we talked about uh, where the world is at at the moment. That we, you know, you feel the same as me. Really, it's like mental health is is at a crisis. Um, it's very, very big at the moment. We're getting to the point where, obviously, suicide rate's gone up. Mm. Uh, the child suicide rate has started to go up. Um, then you look at the domestic violence has gone up over the last, let's say, 18 months since COVID started. And as adults as well, we don't know where we are. Yeah. So the kids don't know where they are. Yeah. A lot of the kids, they are struggling, but you have to give a lot to the kids. Actually, a lot of them are getting through. Yeah. How are they getting through? Sometimes I'll have some kids say to me, sir, I'm struggling. And I have said to them, if you are struggling, make sure you tell someone. If not me, yeah. if another teacher, your parents, just talk, tell someone. And all you got to do is say, I'm struggling. You haven't got to say why or whatever, just so people know you're struggling. Then we can delve into it later on. But yeah. the fact that we know is that's, that's the first thing and getting them to, if you remember like Matt growing up, um, it, it wasn't okay not to be okay. If you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of mental health was pushed aside. And yeah. um, if you cried, 
oh, you're being a wimp, you're being a sissy, yeah. you're being that, you're being that. But if you look at that now, that's what that's what brought people to the way they are. They don't want to talk, they bottle it all up. I don't want to seem weak. Well, if you are weak, well, let's say you're weak and let's let's fix you up. Yeah. Which is where me, um, and not, not just myself in where I work, there's a lot of people where I work that we all do the same thing. We are there to motivate each other and motivate the kids. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm the sole one person. There's a lot of us in there. And even as a point of just walking into work and bubbling into work and being really, really smiley. Um, I walked into work just before Easter. And I've walked in there and there's music playing and there's giving Easter eggs and people are dancing. And it was really different. Absolutely amazing. I, just, I was buzzing for the rest of the day. So you know, people are doing, honestly, if you if you walked in there and seen, I was just like, what on earth? I just started dancing as I walked through the door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I thought, well, why not? Let's, let's just, it's the last day. Let's hit it. We've gone this far. Yeah. Now let's, you know, smash out the last day. Then we've got the Easter break. Then we're going to go back in. We're going to smash it again. And look at what the government have done with the exams. So all the teachers have had to kind of learn a new system of doing exams because it's not the same as one, two, three now. They've put X, Y, Z in there as well, which is new to learn. And then you've got kids that... Some of the kids have been able to do it a lot of work at home. And some of the kids have struggled at home. And that's not yeah. because they struggle because they haven't got the um, the right um, hardware or computers at home. Many of them have not all of them have, but some of them have just struggle to turn the computer on in the morning. Struggle yeah. to get up because everybody's it's been a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, you probably had days when you just think, you know what, I'm just gonna lay in bed today. <laughs> Close my curtains. I'm gonna lay in bed. And I'm gonna stay there because that's what I need to do today. Yeah, and there's been so many people since COVID started that have done that and now people are admitting admit, now people are admitting to it um oh, i suppose to sign on at eight o'clock but i'm gonna sign on at ten o'clock because i need another two hours even though you've had the last six months off you need another two hours why because yeah what's going on smash your head up right. yeah some yeah so um i mean do you, do you feel in in the sense of this year obviously we've all learned a lot mm. um I, I probably it's probably the one question that it does get asked that where you've adapted now we're hopefully we're coming out the other side but what things do you do you feel you've learned and it's helped you in terms of you know mate, motivating not just yourself but but the children uh, in your form i've learned on a personal note yeah um i've learned because obviously during lockdown you do spend a lot of time by yourself yeah a lot of people have everyone's been like um self-isolating and doing what they've got to do and keeping their family safe so I've learned, I'm, I'm quite a social person, but then I learned never to be afraid to eat at the table by yourself. Yeah. And enjoy yourself and enjoy being by yourself and find yourself stuff to do to keep yourself busy and keep your own well-being doing because you've been a lot of time looking after everybody else but not yourself. So one of the things with me was don't be afraid to eat at the table. As soon as I sorted myself out, I could help other people. But you can't sort yourself, you can't help other people if yourself, you know, it's a bit like taking other people's, uh, giving people advice, but not taking your own, not taking other people's. So I've used that, but then during lockdown, I had to phone parents all the time. Now I'm a parent myself, I've got two kids, and I had my kids at home, homeschooling with me, and I'm up to down phone all parents as well. And the first thing I say is, how are you getting on? I say to the parents, not, I'm not gonna talk to your child yet, mm -hmm. how are you? because this is madness 
<laughs> a lot of parents say, well, it's up and down. I'm coping with this, but not doing that. Because suddenly parents became teachers. Yeah. Suddenly, the, the student, the kids weren't being teacher-led. They're being parent-led. Now, parents didn't sign up to be teachers. And their parents are thinking, you're asking me to do maths. Oh, well, first I've got to cook. <laughs> you know, I've got to look after your little brother. I've got to do this yeah. first. And then, then you've got the maths teachers who are trying to talk to get to every single student and suddenly you've got to teach every student from your home like I'm talking to you now but then you've got to answer emails you'll get to the students that are struggling and you know that your students are going to struggle because they're not teacher-led yeah so then you've got the kids at home struggling thinking that they're failing the parents at home trying to teach the kids are thinking they're failing then you've got the teachers at home trying to teach the kids to make sure the kids don't fail yeah. <laughs> so you've got, that, you've got that vicious thing and as I said, I'd always ask the parents how they're getting on first. Yeah. Then I roll over, then I roll on to the kids. And I have to say to the kids, I said, don't worry if you get things wrong. Just make the effort. Your yeah. teacher is there to mark your work and tell you what and tell you where where you've gone right, where and what went well, even better if and where you can improve. But as long as you make the effort and try. And I would say 95 percent of my of my kids were giving it a try. I yeah. just send an email and I and which means the teacher's marking became um, not laid more humorous because you yeah. can put you can put comments on there. I can see where you're coming from, but, but the same way you would in a lesson. Yeah, and you you got to put a bit of your your, your own self into there. So that's why I motivated I motivated my kids into class, and then when they came back to school, that was different because they've all grown. Yeah, and nobody had nobody had haircuts. <laughs> You ask the same question. So are we going to learn the same thing again? So what's going on with this? And then their timetable had changed. So what's going on with this? And then, then you've got some kids who, unfortunately, had people, they lost people due to COVID. Yeah. So then you've got to kind of help them. You've got to look out for them and see how things are. And you just, you come on, you become more of a godparent now, I say. Yeah. And then then, you, then also you phone the parents up again, because then, then we're into another lockdown. Find the parents again. How are you getting on? Blah 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 blah. But then with this time now, the second time, we got more use of te technology, so you can have conversations with the kids. Then, yeah. um, or emails online. Obviously, that email on my teacher's email. Emails online, so they email you and they say, "Sir, I'm struggling with this. I need a phone call home." Or blah blah blah. Then I, um, I thought once a week I'm just gonna call the whole form into a teams meeting because normally. I would have them for five, no, for two and a half hours during yeah. the week. But obviously that's gone. So I thought, let's let's get in for half an hour. And you realise, I mean, as kids, we all didn't like school, did we? You are moan. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got loads of school, blah, blah, blah. But when you actually realise you're actually asleep for more longer than you're actually at school. And then when you get the kids onto a live lesson, I mean, they, they can see me, but I couldn't see them. When you get the kids onto a live lesson, wow. They all want to chat and they all want to get in there and they're like, you're actually missing school, aren't you? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So that was quite motivating for them. I said, right, okay, every week, um, first we'll do it at half past two on a certain day. And we said, right, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to talk. And I'll say, right, for five minutes, unmute yourself. You can't see each other. We'll just talk. And we have a little chat box down in the corner and we'll chat in on there. And it's <clears throat> sorry, like a new lease of life for them because a lot of the time the kids have been at home. Yeah. And I found that a lot of the parents spoke a lot as well because the parents have only had interaction with their kids. 
<laughs> so they picked another adult to want to talk to, which was fine. I I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's good to get a good rapport with the parents. But the parents were like, "Oh yeah, this has happened." Blah 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 blah. But we're doing this, we're doing that, and you, you know, as a fortune again, you give them your time. You give time because that's what you're there for. So yeah, because the fortune is there to bridge the gap between the parents. Yeah. And yeah, to bridge the gap. And I managed to do it. Um, how successful I was, um, I think I've done all right. <laughs> I, I feel if them if 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 a child's mental health is is somehow kept intact, and and same with a parent because it's you know teacher parent child we're all symbiotic really we you know we you know we need each other you know we need each other to to do well so i think if children can come out and it, i'm sure there's been some knocks right but if it can come out and it, it's not been completely knocked i think you've done a great job i think that's yeah. my point that's of view what, that's what that's what that's what the aim is yeah the aim is just to put the work in there let yeah. them know you're there it's like leading the horse to water isn't it yeah, you know, it's there if you want to use it. And I've got, I am, um, I started something where I used to see my form every morning, first thing every morning, and I'd talk to them, I'd G them up for the day, and I say, right, okay, I'll give them a quote for the day. Um, it started off with just being, listen, be the best you can be. And that was every day. So then I'd, I'd bring up other quotes. Now I will be honest with with everyone, I will get my quotes from the internet and all the other stuff. And because um, you know, there's qu there's quotes everywhere, isn't there? Yeah. And I've been asked, why do you get a quote and repost it as your own? And but I said, well, well, I said because as soon as you put something online, it's there for everybody to have, not a problem. But yes, it's the same quote that you've probably seen a thousand times. But it's how you depict it. It's how you take it in, digest it, and think how it, what it means to you. Because what, what what if it means one thing to me, it might mean ten different different things to ten other people. And normally you'll find it resonates with one or two people that are in the room. Yeah. So I used to give them a little quote and then they changed because form time was now at the end of the day. So, you know, you have one of those oh, shit moments. So I'm thinking, oh, I've got Karen doing these kids. You know, I want them to know that I'm there for them. But normally it was in the morning. Now I've had them since year seven, since they're 11 years old. Now they're in year nine. So they've got used to me. So I started going into the form room every morning and I write a quote on the board. I write on the board, I put Mr. Francis on there, and I do something to the form room that they know, that they know I've done. Or they know they know they, they know that Mr. Francis has been in the room. So I've been in there, I've left them a quote, and I know for well it's not going to get to every single one of them. But my my thought set is my mindset is if I can change one life a day, I've done all right. Um, yeah. Kids are funny though, uh, Adrian, with that because I, I I get where you're coming from. Um, and my first academy, we, we had these quotes that were around, and it was you know never give up, and there was a Bruce Lee one about um, you know trying ten thousand times, and then the summit from Anthony Robbins, and it takes a heartbeat to change. And yeah, uh, and I think I got so used to seeing them, and it, it was part of you know alongside with what we would teach. Yeah. But I I. Every now and then, I'll, I'll bump into someone. So I remember um, something you said, but I also remember on the wall this bit: "Never give up, never give up." Or, or yeah. one of those things. And I think that as well. Um, I notice it more the younger children, the ones I thought weren't listening. They they yeah. totally were. yeah, and they they come back and so I didn't. If if they were good at martial arts, great. If they wasn't, I couldn't care less. But if they they'd come back, say, "Mr. Rumman said something the other day about you know." Um, 
trying your hardest or whatever. And it, the parent would be telling me, oh, that's it, it's perfect, job done. Yeah. Happy day. So I, I think it, I think it does go in, doesn't it? it, it even if it, it sits there somewhere, part of their brain, and it's like, it's like light bulb moment later, a few years well, down the I, <laughs> I didn't know the impact it had until I was um, chatting to one of the parents. And yeah. they said, Mr. Francis, goes, um, you leave quotes on the board every day for the kids. I said, yeah. She goes, well, my daughter's missing them. So I have to email it to her. I send her an email. Oh. One of them, like, duh, 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 yeah. What are your thoughts? And she'll tell me her thoughts. And now it's got to the point where she started making her own ones up. And well, send yeah. it to me. I've got, I've got to tell her my thoughts on it. And um, it'd be so interesting if, if someone wants to read the email trail of the quotes and all the thoughts and all the other stuff and just getting into that mindset of you can do, you can do. And then I walked into the classroom and a teacher had gone to wipe. They'd used, because I've got two boards, one yeah. right main board, one on the other side. And I normally use one on the right-hand side. And um teacher got to wipe it off to write something on there. Apparently the class went mad. <laughs> <laughs> she came to me and apologised. Yeah, the class went mad, so I went to wipe it off. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I said, so, I yeah. said brilliant. I, I know as well. I said, don't, don't worry about it. It's all good. I said, but yeah, yeah. yeah that's mine. So I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's brilliant. I, I think those those things they 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 just stick. So you said you taught adults before. So um, like when you decided to teach children, is it more that you kind of felt I want to get to them? I, I want to get to them early. Yeah, it was. Well, I started off in prisons, working yeah. in prisons. So my th my thought was, you can't be a chef as long as I have, and I have my own catering company, and I worked at the Olympics um, for police catering sites. And um, I had some high profile customers, but I got to the point where I needed to get a, a steady income after and family, you know, it's like when you're a family. Yeah. So I had to do that. So I took on a job working in the prisons and it was just a MVQ one, two and three lecturer and assessor. So I didn't have my qualifications then, but they, they're, they're saying, they're saying was it's easier to teach someone to teach than it is someone to cook. So um, roll on. A couple of weeks after I did the interview, I started and I had my own restaurant. It was category D facility. I had my own restaurant in there and you were feeding the staff and outside guests. Well, you had six prisoners at a time, which you had to teach to cook what's on the menu and what you put on the special menu. So I kind of had a free reign what was on the special menu, but I had to have a standard menu while I was cooking. Um, firstly, I had to thought, well, I need to get into their mindset. Yeah. Because predominantly, prisoners don't like officers. Yeah. But even was a civvy, I still classed as an officer. So I had to get onto the mindset. And, you know, it's like you can't demand respect. I had to earn it. Yeah, yeah. I was going into the prisoners area and I had to get the respect. So I started off just by relaxing and just saying that I'm no, I'm no better than you. You know, you're no better than me. We're just going to learn together. As long as you're here to have fun, yes, there are restraints and certain things. Um, that certain rules and boundaries i said but we're gonna have some fun while we're cooking the food that started the journey it didn't go too bad i mean obviously i was working with some prisoners that had, that had killed people yeah um i didn't work with sex offenders or arsonists but of everything else were coming towards me yeah so my mindset was i don't care what you've done yeah as long as you're willing to learn yeah so i meet you i meet you on your first handshake i'm not going to judge you yeah i might say you did that but that's it. That's what, as far as it's going to go. Yeah. Um, 
if you want to talk to me about it, you can do it. If you don't, well, let's move on and let's get this cooking done and let's get your qualification. So that, that was my mindset there. And I, I got on all right. I mean, um, I managed to get all the prisons on side. I managed to get them working. And then it was letting them know that just because you've been in prison doesn't mean you can't be someone when you leave. Yeah. Now, a lot of, a lot of prisoners I found out have got that in their head that I can't do anything else. Yeah. I get out of prison. Everyone's going to see me as a prisoner. But they haven't got prisoner stamps on their forehead, forehead have they? No. They haven't got it. But when they leave, because if you're in, if you're in a Category D facility, they have what they call town leaves and home leaves. Now, a town leave, or a they call it, it's release on temporary license, where they get given a mobile phone, say a little Nokia phone, yeah. and um, you've got to go to where you say you're supposed to be going, if within certain, and you've got to be back at a certain time, and yeah. certain places you can go, certain places you can't go, but it's there to reintegrate into society, which is really, really good. And if you do come back late, you're in trouble. It's like a marking system. Yeah. Um, and you get stood down for your next few. You have to, you have to, you have to earn them. Yeah. And then after you've done so many, um, so many hours worth, you get to go on overnighters. But what happened is, if the officers are out and the officers get get told to go out to certain places, if they phone you, you've got five minutes to get to where you're supposed to be. Right. Obviously, we walk around city centres in town. Yeah. And, and if they didn't get there, they're in trouble. If you came back late, you're in trouble. If you came back with money on you, you're in trouble. Yeah. If you're drinking alcohol, you're in trouble. And it just learned to reintegrate into society. And now, I'd like to say it works with a lot, but not all. Yeah. But the ones it does work on, they go on to Good. go further. Good. Um. So that's the point, I, really, isn't it? Is to you know, I, I guess to rehabilitate um, and yeah. you know, get, I, I guess almost restart life. Yeah, basically restart. You have to remember, just because you're in prison doesn't mean you haven't got a family. Yeah, doesn't mean you haven't got friends. It doesn't mean that you haven't got. I mean, I'll tell you what. Some of the trades and some of the skills that I saw in that place were absolutely amazing. I bet, yeah, amazing. But because it was a working prison as well, so yeah. you had farm gardens you had um yeah brick laying you had plumbing you had electricians in there um gas honestly the work was just endless and Good. people going in there and doing whatever they did but it wasn't the fact is oh yeah well because you're in because you're in prison you've never been a plumber no you were a plumber when you, you can still use your skills there so it was work in prison getting everybody up to work so that's when i had them in the kitchen i let them know that they can do something when they leave even if you didn't want to be a chef when you left you'd know how to make a meal a yeah. good meal feed yourself feed your family feed your loved ones and i put people out to work afterwards i mean when they left prison they stayed within catering so i said i gave them a chance i said you can either do this qualification for the paperwork and we'll get you passed or you can do it to be a chef and one that said well, i want to do it to be a chef i said well you start when i start and you finish when i finish then you help me tidy the fridges. You help me do the ordering. Um, we look at the wastage. We look at the profit, profit and loss. We'll go through the, the temperature sheets and all the hygiene and everything. And then you'll be one in the kitchen. So I had a chance. Um, I went to Spain for a week and I left one of them running the kitchen. Okay, the management were in there as well, but they were running the kitchen. And I came back and it was absolutely spotless. Not one complaint. Not one complaint for the whole week. That's a proud moment. That's a proud moment. And this person left and they ended up running kitchens here and doing that. And um, 
I think I bumped into him not long ago. And they said, yeah, I'm still doing the rugby. You taught me well. I said, well, <laughs> good. I didn't, it yeah. wasn't the fact I taught you well, you what you wanted to learn. Yeah, yeah. I just gave you the tools to do it. That's yeah. it, really. So then I left there and I went into colleges teaching. Um, I was only covered for about six months. And I was just doing the MVQs again. And I noticed some of the, not all, some of the kids were really struggling. And um, I remember this kid, hour and a half, to peel, slice and cook one onion. Yeah. I was like, you got, you got your GCSEs? Went, yeah, 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 I've got GCSEs. I was like, well, a couple of them struggled with things that I would turn around and say, you should know that even before you go to secondary school. Yeah. I finally dropped down a level. So now I'm in secondary school now. And I can guarantee you, the kids that I teach, every single one of them, can do what they need to do at college to get in there. Because I teach them, we have to go by the curriculum, but I teach them the way I learn. Yeah, yeah. And I, I learn by um, not doing things easy, doing things properly. Yeah. And it is, whether you've got to do things once, twice or three times, we will get it right and we'll work at it. And um, yeah, not striving for perfection. Let's just get things right. You have to start at base level. Simple things, down, like, even down to like washing the vegetables. Yeah. Why do you want them for this reason? Why do you do this for this reason? Getting your hands right, getting your cuts right, doing everything. And it's not just me in the kitchen. I've got someone else that works with me as well. And people say, oh, yeah, that person's just your technician. No, 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 no. She is exactly the same. I see her as being exactly the same as me in the kitchen. Because she teaches as much as I do. Actually, she teaches me stuff. She's like, oh, Mr. Francis, no. I said, go on then. <laughs> she said, actually, what you should do is this, this, and this. And I call her the Oracle. If I don't know, she's going to know it. Yeah, she's yeah. Just, Absolutely <laughs> amazing. And I'm, yeah. I'm kind of lost without her, in a way. Yeah. Because she's a big, big part of what we're doing there. And we're both on the same page of what we want to get out of the kids. So, yeah. Brilliant, lovely person to work with. But I think, do you think, because um, it, it sounds like you really got a skill for getting in, I, I guess, understanding. Yeah. Um, and going back to that, that old thing of seek first to understand so they to be understood, right? So it sounds like you, you know, when you're working in the prison, you got in that, that, that head to understand and obviously easier then to understand you. And it, it seems like you've, you've done that. You're doing that now again with the, the school. And, you know, great because you're, you're talking about, and I think I, just just me reading it and listening to, to what you're saying, Adrian, and the two of you working together, I think it's showing so much that one person isn't responsible for everything. It, it, everything's a team. Everything comes yeah. together. Yeah. Um, By yourself. You have to give the people – you have to remember people have bad days. Yeah. And I learned it. I'll go back to when I was in prison. I said to the prisoners, you have to, I have to remember – I'm with you for eight hours a day. There's 16 hours I don't know about. I've kind of transferred that into working at the school. So when I meet people, when I see people at the school, I'm bubbly. Yeah. How you doing? How's last night? Yeah, it was good. Da, 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 da. Right, brilliant. That's first things out of the way. How, you know, how are we going to take over the world today? And people say to me, what are you, going, what are you doing tomorrow? Same thing I did today. Trying to take over the world. And that's, like, that's from Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. you do every day, try and take over the world. One person at a time. And that's it. That's the people, people say, what do you mean? I said, well, one person at a time. Just try and take yeah. over the world. Yeah. And that's, and that's not take over the world and be a big ruler. Let's just make everyone as positive as you can be. 
Yeah. And you have to, you learn from yesterday, but you live for today. Yes, definitely. And, and you, oh, sorry, go on. And I, I find that um, a lot of people don't. I mean, yes, it's hard to move on all the time from what happened yesterday. But if you try and just try and try, if yesterday was a bad day, let's not just try not to bring it in today. If it if it's something that can be moved on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, well, just even on my own experience, really, if, if I'm, when I've been stuck on things in the past, it, when the pressure starts kicking in, really. So, um, and today is the most important day of our life. Yeah. It's going to count for tomorrow, right? And if it's not, if it's a bad day, it doesn't matter. It's, tomorrow's a new day, so we can... How, how have you dealt with the pressures? With the pressure? Yeah, no, 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 with, oh, pressures. Yeah, with pressures of life, yeah. Um, like so, I guess I'm quite lucky, or lucky, or I, I chose my my hobby as my my career in the end. I, I used to be an engineer, um, so I, I've changed in, I've changed that way, and it has been a lot of learning. And that was so high motivational, and I I, I think I don't know if we said it on um, on air or, or before, but it got to a point where I wasn't talking. But I think we were talking about at the beginning of the, the live, right? So I wasn't then talking about things that maybe were going on because I just, it was all about positivity, which is great, but I forgot to check in myself already. So I've learned to check myself in and have those. And it, sometimes I'll have a day or I just think, Do you know what? No, I'm having a, it's a day off today. So time is so, so precious to me. I've, I've gone through the whole, I work, you know, constantly nine till nine every day and then the weekends and everything else. So that's why I got his back. I'm only 25. <laughs> busy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I've, I've just learned to balance basically it is literally about balance uh i like to surround myself with positive people um yeah. and 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 keep that keep that momentum going and then i have my almost my inner circle where you know what I, if i want to talk about a little bit of an offload I, i'll make sure i do it and I make sure I don't overdo it as well because um, it, it can leave me in the, you know, just things I've learned in the past, I can end up stuck in that that kind of mindset. So, uh, no, I, I feel, yeah, for me, it's about balance and keeping my, I, my my youngest was with me a little bit last week and I don't know, maybe, I, I can see it on my kids, you know, where this year has been a lot of pressure and they each took it differently and, he, you know, he went back to bed and I said, come on, we're getting up. He said, oh, I just I don't feel sad. I feel sad, but I don't know why. Let's just get out. Let's get moving. Let's go down the park. As soon as we got him out, he was fine. Yeah. So I think uh, it, motion leads to emotion. So if if I stay still too long, my emotions get messed up. So I've, I, I have to – and some days it's just, no, do it. I don't feel like it, but I know yeah. i got to do it. i got to do something, get up, go out, and obviously I focus on – um the business but i i feel i'm going off on a load of different things here but I think having a purpose is so important and i think that's where you've been so successful in what you're doing because your purpose has pretty much been the same yeah it's, it's evolved to you know where you you know where you where you've been based in terms of like your career but the purpose has been pretty much the same and i think we have a human need to want to give um and to give yeah. back you're right. I mean, like we were saying before, anybody, I, I personally think anybody is getting into teaching just for the money, they're doing it for the wrong reason. 
Mm-hmm. Um, teaching is isn't a job; it's more of a calling. Um, the same as a fireman, a nurse, um, a doctor, um, anyone that deals with um, people with disabilities or learning difficulties. It is more of a calling because you have to give your time. You yeah. have to give your heart to it. I mean, there's many other jobs as well. But I will say that what you do is a calling. It's not just a job. It's a calling. Um, and you do, you do have to give your time. You have to care. You yeah. Have to care. Uh- totally agree with that 110%. I've had people work for me and it was a job and I kind of knew it and they knew it yeah. and it and it just didn't work out whereas like a team and it's no you know that's just how things were I'm not you know that's life yeah. but literally similar like we end up taking you know we've had phone calls at night from our clients or members or it's almost like a family and when they just got stuff going on like 3am I've taken a phone call before so I've but you know, you, you, I'm not saying you would have done that. You've had the same, but yeah. you, you really are doing the same thing. It's just that just doesn't happen. Where you, oh, outside, I like, you, like asking, how the, I, I thought it was fantastic. You're asking the parents, you know, like, hey, how's it going? I, I yeah. they so much needed that. I, yeah, I, I, I really realize I've had before where um, I've got into work, my emails straight away for the email from the parents. Like my child was feeling a bit bad this morning. Um, mm. Didn't really want to talk to me about it. Can you find out what it is for Mr. Francis? Okay. And it turned out to be not so much nothing, but the child just wasn't feeling up to it. Yeah. Wasn't feeling good. Wasn't feeling, they're, they're feeling like, oh, this the whole world's against them. Even though the whole world wasn't against them, everything was fine. Once I put my spin on it and give them a little coping mechanism, because I feel you must give, you can't just turn around. If someone says you I'm struggling, you can't just turn around and say, okay, well, right, I heard what you're saying. I'll check in later on. No. no. <laughs> yeah. They're struggling. You have to think of things that you have done if you or what you what you'll possibly do if you're in that position. So I'll say things like, how about you try this or this? Give them two or three things to try. Um, this or this might happen to me before. How about you try this? And it, then, then you have to make sure you revisit as you get on. How you feeling? Oh, much much better now, sir. Oh, no, sir, it didn't work. I said, but did you try them? Yeah, I said, well, as long as you tried. But now let's see if we can try something else. Then. Yep. And I can go back to the parents and say, had a little chat with them. Not really anything to worry about. Just have a little wobble. And sometimes I get an email from the students saying wobble. Sir, I'm, just, I'm having a tough day. Can you come and see me? Or can I see you after form time? No problem. And they'll call it wobble, because that's what I call it. Yeah, you have a little wobble. And um, yeah, it's good. It's good. You have to, you've got to be relatable as well. Yeah. You've yeah. got to be relatable. Or technical glitch, I call it. Because uh, yeah. all our brains are wired, aren't they? Yeah, malfunctioned. Yeah. Yeah, having a it's malfunction, good. having a wobble. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way, you know, when you're young. And uh, your parents gave you a slap. Mm-hmm. I called it a factory reset. Yeah. Because the kids are all they linked with that. I said, Yeah, my mum gave me a factory reset. And they're like, <laughs> Yeah. Pattern interrupt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be yeah. done, though. It's got to be done. And I, it's a weird one. Where the kids have struggled this year. Um, the first thing I said to my form when they got back, and I was, um, when they when the form got back, 
they, we kind of had a thing, things we had to go through with them because we had to set what's going on with the school, changes and do it. But I said to him, I goes, right, you can either let the last year affect you and bring you down or use it as a positive to bring you up. It's yeah. No grey areas, no middle. There's no middle. You're either down there or up there, but it's up to you. I said, but we're going to try and push you up here. Every teacher going to try and bring you up because we've all been in the same position. And they're trying. They're trying. I think they're just trying to get through this year, have their six weeks off, start again in September, and hopefully have a full year of teaching. Because they haven't been taught properly since year eight. I know. I yeah. know. Crazy. Yeah. So and you, they'll, they'll be in year 10. Yeah. Do you feel that you're um, like more of a, a life coach? Than you are a, a teacher of like and a chef, you know, teaching them um, cooking. Um, where it's a calling, you do yeah. end up being involved. You, didn't, you do end up being a life coach. Yeah, you end up coaching some of these kids through hard times. You do end up te um, teach um, coaching your kids through the, the smallest of things because what you'll find is where they're struggling, they might find the smallest of things and make it really, really big. Even yeah. though you have to say, look at the grand scheme of things. You know, yeah. How how bad is this? But I say it, it is. You end up. Um, I'm a firm believer of. You don't have to have the qualifications in something to actually do something. You have yeah. to have the skill set. Now I'm not I'm not a qualified motivational coach, but I get paid to coach on a daily basis. I get paid to get the best out of every single child that I can. Um, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. Um, but as long as you remember that, I think you'll be all right. As long as you remember, you're learning every single day. So when I'm coaching the kids or teaching the kids, I let them know. I goes, everybody. I'm not expecting everybody to have perfect days. I just want you to try your best. And there's there's levels of of acceptance that they've set. And I've got my kids. Their standards. I've tried to get them as high as I can. And I've had times when they've all met their standards. So when their standards have dropped, I'll just give them a little bit of a reminder, your standards have dropped. Because you've set those standards, not me. You've yeah. just met them. You've, I set them, you've met them. So if it drops, it means that you've dropped below your standards now. And then you bring them back up. And it will drop. But it's how you bring them back up. I'll have a, I'll have a thing where I'll never shout at a child first thing in the morning. Later on in the day, I might. <laughs> but never first thing in the morning. Because all kids come from different walks of life hmm. and you do not know the last thing they heard when they left the house. That's true. Yeah, that's very so, true. Oh, if a child's late, you're right, da, da, da. I put them aside, I thought you were late today. And I do uniform checks. I do all this stuff with them and I, I, need, to know, I need to know why you were late today. You know? Oh, this happened, blah, blah, blah. Okay, then we'll keep an eye on it. If it happens more and yeah. more and more, then we've got to start looking into it. But, and when the kids come through the door every morning when I was Teaching them first thing in the morning. I look at them in the eyes, you're right. How you doing? Da, da, da. Every single child. And nine times out of ten, I have to pull one out. You stand over there. Why? What's wrong with you today? And they're like, oh, I feel this, this, and this. Now, how do you know? I said, I pay attention. Mm -hmm. I pay attention. Um, I don't always get it right. Sometimes I say, sir, nothing's wrong with me today. Leave me alone. I was all right. <laughs> yeah. That's also teenagers as well, isn't it? That's kids growing yeah. up. Yeah. Oh gosh, they want their space. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. 
No, but <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great thing. Um, I re- I've loved talking tonight. Uh, I wish we had a bit more time, really. But yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, have you got? Um, obviously, there's going to be parents watching or, or listening if they're, they're catching yeah. on the podcast. What advice? Because um, I, I bet even I am. My I got my um, my one son's about to go up to seniors yeah. and then in September my my eldest just gone up and he's um he, he's deaf so he, he's kind of behind as well but what right. for parents like what tips of you know what advice can you give right now to say hey look this is what don't worry about it this is what's going to happen next year because I think I, the parents are like eh, what's going to happen <laughs> I've, I've, I've experienced a few things over the last couple of months with my own kids as well mm. and um I would say, number one, give your kids a hug. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. If your child's 15, 16, whatever, I just walk up to them, give them a hug, number one. Number two, personally, from what I've noticed, if your child wants to spend all day in their room or they want to spend, let's say, 45, sorry, 75% of the time in their room and 25% of you, you take that 25% as a gift from your child. Yes. Don't look at it as, oh, my child doesn't want to spend time with me. They might yeah. be up playing on their PlayStation because that's where they want to be at the time. And then they spend time with you for that little bit. Just take that time. Oh, yeah, they've been with me. I mean, not all the time, though. You know, you do want to go out and do little, do things with them. But if your child just goes upstairs because they want to chill out, yes, obviously keep an eye on them. But don't look at it as rejection. Mm. Look at it as a child just needs their space. And um, take it easy with them. They, they, they're going. They're going through whatever we're going through. Sometimes yeah. even worse. Yeah. So you know, just give them time. Yeah. Give them time. Uh, well, they, they haven't quite had the experience of life. No, and then they get given this lockdown. Yeah. And they're like, "What on earth?" They were at school on the Monday, and then on the next next couple of days later, gone. See you later. Bye. When yeah. when when we're back at school again, I don't know. Imagine that. You spent yeah. all that time at school. When are we going back to school again? I don't know. <laughs> when Boris says so. <laughs> you know, and the kids are sitting there thinking, Mr. Francis, you didn't you, you didn't tell us this was going to happen. I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know. I wish I did. I wish I'd seen it coming. Yeah. If I saw it coming, I would have bought a million boxes of um, face masks. Sold them off. <laughs> if yeah. I, if I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the parents find it hard. A lot of parents find it easy. I'll say hug your kids. Really, really give them a big hug and a big squeeze. Still do things like check on them um, at night and say goodnight to them. Tell them you love them. But let them know it's okay to talk. Um, I can't stress that enough. It's okay to talk. You can talk to them about anything. Or if you can't talk to me and you don't feel like you can voice the words, write it down. Echo yeah, echo that, definitely. I echo all that, definitely, 100%. I don't think, um, for me as a parent, I've probably said it on a few of my podcasts, but I love lockdown for the simple fact. It was great for business, but who cares? For the simple fact, I um, my children don't live with me, but I had them for half the week for pretty much all the lockdown. So I had, we spent so much time together. Um, and it was valuable. Yeah, sometimes they wanted to be on their own, and you know, there wasn't much we could do, but... I I think that's the one thing I'll forever be grateful for. Um, 
having that time. And, and yeah, sometimes we got on each other's nerves, but it, something that was said to me, again, I say it a lot, I, I, I like to repeat it, is I was at a seminar a few years back, Adrian, and one of the speakers there said something so profound, and it, it changed how I um, distribute my time yeah. with my business and work and, and then with my children. You only have 18 summers with your kids. Yeah. And they're adults. And it's probably less because they become teenagers and they want to do, yeah. they don't want to do things with you anymore. So it's, yeah, we've got them making the most of that time. It's so, so, so precious, so valuable for. I, one, well, just before we finish, I, one thing I have started doing, I've started having mad moments. You've got to have crazy moments in your house because it's your house. <laughs> your house is your area. Your kids are in the house mm. and your kids see you as a parent so much. And they see you as the person that cooks dinner, pays the bills, goes to work. Don't do that. Do this. Oh, I've got to do the washing. I've got this and this. But what's wrong with turning music up really loud and dancing like an idiot? Mm. And I, I started doing it with my daughter. She's looking at me like that. She's like, <laughs> yeah, come on. And we're just dancing around the house. And then she's like, Daddy, can we do karaoke again? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, can we do karaoke? I'm like, yeah, of course we can. And yeah, we're just singing around the house. And there's no one at all. Neighbours can probably hear, oh well. But we just me and her are just singing. And she'll yeah, choose yeah. Taylor Swift and I'll just choose another song that I'd that I'd used to listen to when I was growing up and we'll sing it and oh I one or two drinks, I suppose. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drop a little bit, but yeah, just a mad moment. And one thing I'll say also one thing I will say to all the parents is spend time, not money. Yes. Oh my God, spend time, not money. Kids will never, okay, they will remember a holiday. They will never, a, a, a toy will get discarded. But where you've gone out for walks and you've had those mad moments and you've done this, you've done that, that is priceless. Absolutely. And it took me a time to learn that. Like I said, no, but I'm not, I'm no way near perfect. I'm no way near perfect. But that's one little thing I've learned spend time, not money. Instead of going out for expensive dinner, just pack up a picnic. Yeah. Just pack up a picnic and just go and roll around in the grass and be like idiots and kick a ball. Fly a kite. Go back to the way it used to be before social media and everything started. You know, we never and you you actually work out by doing that, you might take an hour out of your day. Like one hour. You've got 23 yeah. left. Yeah. One hour. And that'll make the world... And my daughter says to me, oh, Daddy, can we go to the woods again for a walk in the woods? Yeah, of course we can. I really liked it there. It's, it's memories. It's creating yeah. that... Yeah, there's special memories. But it's, it's the bond, I think, that comes with it. And actually, on those walks, like, I think you just said it, like, you get opportunity to, opportunity to talk... Um, yeah, when, when the boys are here for eating, we sit at the table and it's, it's a, we might have those silly moments as well. Or we might play, I never, was it truthful dad? I was like, just go with truth all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, truth. <laughs> but we yeah. start sharing things about just stuff, you know, they might ask whatever they're going to ask. And yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. I love I love what you just said. I'm going to try that. I'm going to have a little mad dance off, I think, next time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. I mean, I've got Alexa there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> say, blah, 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 I'll play this song or I'll play it off my iPad and I'll just stand there singing and I'm like, just me. Like I said, when I walked into school and they were all dancing, they were all clapping, I thought, well, if you're doing it, I'll just start. <laughs> I'll just start. And I just thought, let's, let's, let's have mad moments because yeah. we don't have those mad moments. If life is too serious, 
Mm. And the kids will remember that those mad moments and the crazy times and the fun they had. And the fun they had, it, they, it will be that. But then you that's remember, you're still a parent and you still have your serious times. But then you've taken yourself away from your serious time to give them your time. And that's yeah. all they need sometimes. That's all they need. Not every child, but a lot of them need just that, that parenting time. No, definitely. Definitely. No, I love it. I love it. Right, we're going to have to finish up. But um, thank you so much, Adrian. I'd love to get you back on. And um, those if watching or, or listening, uh, you can catch Adrian um, dropping lots of great motivational stuff on Instagram. And you've done a few rooms on Clubhouse. Yeah, I've got, my, I've got my room on Clubhouse every morning. Um, well, every weekday morning. Um, starts at 7 o'clock. It's called Morning Motivation, Food and Sports. And we just, um, as a group of us, we go in there. Everybody's welcome. And we just talk about, um, I'll normally put a motivational quote on. That'll start for the day. And then we have a question of the day. But then before we get to that, we'll talk just nonsense. And we'll just talk, just let things out and just chat. And I actually had one of them actually, I said to one of the girls, do me, do me a favour on tomorrow's one. Can you just write down all the different subjects we talk about? She had 10 pages. <laughs> Brilliant. Because something just jumps from there to there to there yeah. and people have their time to talk. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, if you've never been in the room, you'll never be welcome. Oh, everybody's welcome. Yeah, and yeah. I guarantee that anyone that has watched this or listened to this show or or came, come on to Clubhouse and come and have a chat with us will never go to work in a bad mood. Buzzing. I love that. So um, morning motivation, food and sports. But that comes under Inspirational 365, which is the actual club. Like my right. clubhouse. Right. Um, and then if any parents want to message me on Instagram, on Mr. Underscore Francis, underscore 81, um, we can have a chat. I mean, I'm not perfect, but just message me if you want to chat about anything. Um, we can have a little call, video call, whatever. We can just chat. And, and, and you haven't got to be within my circle or students of mine or, or parents of students of mine. Any parent just message me and we'll have a chat, same as we have now. Oh, thank you, Adrian. I, 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 I sent a little shiver down my spine uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. Thank you so much. All right. It's um, been a, a great chat, and I, I, I'd like to get you back at some point, have a chat again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, your diary is full, so yeah. I know your, your diary is full, so I've, I've got to find a slot in yours. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone watching. Don't forget, uh, drop a like, a share, and uh, all the details. Uh, get hold of Adrian uh, in the copy. So check that out. Otherwise, see you next week. Peace, love, always. Bye-bye. Yeah.